Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to the Airport Minute. I'm your substitute co-host today, Nancy O'Kane. Our regular co-pilot, Mark Cerulli, is actually traveling this week in a real airplane, which hopefully won't have any bombs on board. And now I'm going to turn you over to your other co-host, Jim O'Kane. Howdy. Thank you very much for being on. This is my my, uh, my lovely wife has reluctantly agreed to be a, a, a co-pilot on this thing, but I do thank you for being on it. But we have a great uh, and always a an audience charmer, uh, Mr. Tom Taylor from the both the Indiana Jones Minute and the Caddyshack Minute. Hello, Tom. Hello. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Much better now that you're here. Yeah, we're doing good. Aww. Yeah, we had uh, a lot of scrambling to do this week with uh, people that were going to be on the show and weren't on the show. And then we had a co-host that isn't on the show because he's in another country. But uh, thank heavens for uh, for your expertise and uh, <laughs> podcasting abilities. And uh, we've decided to throw you right into the middle of the disaster now. We're at minute 106 already. And a great way to start off the week by watching the plane in a steep nosedive as, sure. as uh, the two guys that aren't Dean Martin are trying to uh, desperately <laughs> gain control of the plane. Um, I thought I was the only one who thought of them that way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Not Dean one and not Dean two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're uh, they're fully uh, they they have to act through a mask, so it's a very very Darth Vadery or uh, I guess uh, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins in uh, Silence of the Lambs looking things. Yeah, very Dennis Hopper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Frank Booth Airlines. Yeah, it's uh, right. and we get a we get a brief clip of actual special effects with a little model plane uh, heading for heading for the ground at a. That's got to be 30-degree descent rate. I mean, he's falling out of the sky there. Yeah, you um, know, what's, the first thing that struck me about this minute is that um, it seems uh, like, yeah, they're, they're kind of not quite nosediving, but they're, they're, they're not in good straits right now. And if you hear, like, the mu- the, not, there's no music at all, but, like, the sound is very, it's kind of not gentle exactly, but it's like there's no, there's no, in the sound, there's no indication of, Oh geez, this is like panic time. Like everything's freaking. You know, like there's the engines sound kind of even. Yeah, there should there should be kind of like there should be kind of like Star Trek red alert klaxons and things going on (laughs) while it's you know. Yeah, and have uh, we just been conditioned to expect that, or you know, or like the music to be like pounding and freaking us out, or or yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah, Dean's sort of going from like row to row, like. Like he, you know, visually everything's, you know, you, people have the masks on. Dean's like crawling to get to the next thing. He's got to keep stopping and get get air and stuff. But uh, yeah, if you listen to it, it's kind of like, oh, we're on an airplane. Yeah, Good. it's definitely not a, a John Williams moment here. They don't, they, they, they really <laughs> yeah. are just relying on the activity going on. Um, I don't know if they have. It would be interesting to find out if they had tried this with music or. Uh, it, it's just it does seem maybe they don't have to oversell it. It's. Uh, that's it. It was a different time then when, you know, the actors told the story. Yeah. You, di- you didn't need the background noise, the special effects, the dramatic music telling you you were supposed to be frightened. You just looked at the screen and saw what was going on. Yeah, I admire, you know, action scenes or really intense scenes where they don't have music and they don't rely on that. Because um, the bomb just went off like a minute ago, right? Yeah. So like we're in yeah. the midst of, of, of panicking and everything. But, yeah, they are just... Uh, but yeah, I mean, usually the sound will be something in the sound that kind of almost takes the place of the music in a way, like, you know, speeder bikes on indoor or something or, yeah. you know, but it's, right here, it's just like, mm. like, like they cut to the guy looking at the, at the, at the tracking radar thing 
And the level of sound is exactly the same between that quiet room and this nosediving airplane. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, and it's amazing how much they're expecting they're expecting of the audience to, you know, you should be knowing what's going on here that uh uh last week uh we saw Barry Nelson turned the transponder to 7700 which sends out a uh an emergency beacon on the uh, radar transponder. That's why you're seeing when when the Cleveland Center guy is looking at the scope, he sees a double uh, a double bar there so he can say this this is the guy that's in trouble. Oh, interesting. And oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he uh that that uh the previous one from Friday, I think we were talking mostly about cinematography so we <laughs> We missed discussing the actual physics of the whole thing, but yeah, there's a every uh, aircraft that's in a commercial aircraft that's in in this airspace has a transponder that sends out different codes. Seventy seven hundred is emergency. Uh, I think seventy eight hundred is a hijacking, so that you can alert the. Oh wow! So yeah. so they can tell people that things are going on on the ground without having to tell whoever's in the cockpit with them. So uh, there's it, it and. This is all accurate for the time, and this is as early as 1970. They had this kind of stuff going on with uh, with transponders and air traffic control. Um, great dramatic lighting on that uh, ATC guy. Though. I really he he works in a great <laughs> works in a well lit uh, 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 office. Um, as compared right. with we had seen Cleveland Center earlier, and it was all kind of like lit with um, rather flat fluorescent lights. But all of a sudden, this guy gets his own key light, so. <laughs> he, must, right. he must be the lead operator. It's not just the green from his screen or anything. He's, no, no. it's his hero shot. Yeah, I mean, nowadays, if they had shot that, you would have seen like a a projection of the, you know, the 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 screen would have been so bright it would have been projected on his uh, on his face like the Rogue One posters. It would have just you would have seen numbers in reverse <laughs> on his face. Right. Um, no, if they were shooting it today, he'd have one of those clear glass displays, and he'd be moving his hands around. Yeah, on it. yeah, just adding adding oh, more right. things to the system, and and he'd be calling the National Guard and things. Um, yep. I do I do admire the fact that he's wearing a tie at uh, what is roughly uh, one o'clock in the morning. That's a very, very formal atmosphere there in the uh, in the nineteen seventy yeah. uh, air traffic control. Down. Yeah, beautiful uh, camera angle that that kind of batman dutch angle that's happening well to, to show that <laughs> dean's in a dive uh, he just he just yeah. looks like he's gonna go fly into the flying into the cockpit if he just jumps <laughs> up in the air and who's he he stops twice to grab a mask to get air and the first time he stops is over by uh i just want to call him harlan from chips the the, the oh, nerd yeah kid yeah, yeah his yeah, family Tyler. but it looks like it looks like that hose is hanging down in their row but nobody has claimed it and he grabs it, but they all three of them have masks on. So I was I was confused as to whose mask that actually was yeah. or who. It, well, actually, every every row has four. We have uh, there, there's a spare. Oh. If you look at, and they actually got that right. That's an amazing amazing part of this uh, particular scene, is uh, that they got the 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 mask part right about having four. You can see in the foreground there, there's four hanging down, and there's um, uh, there's there's quite a few. Uh, you know, they, they they all have four four tubes coming down from the uh, the overhead uh, compartment. Huh. So, uh, is that for like, is it just like backup or is that like for moments when Dean it, Martin needs to stop yeah, and borrow it, some air or bo- both of the above? It's, uh, it's <laughs> okay. a spare. It, it could be for parents with lap children as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I just wonder if they all have the same, yeah, apparently they all have that same guy that he has that kind of L, uh, Conley Twitty hair or maybe, uh, <laughs> hero of the socialist state kind of, uh, it's uh, so- Soviet propaganda look on the 
<laughs> Yuri Gagarin yeah, right. is, is printed on every one of those bags. Yeah, so, for some uh, reason. He's uh he's going to t- and and Dino really knows how to how to suck air out of that bag. <laughs> <laughs> he's selling it. Yeah, yeah. Um and he gets he gets right up to the front row just in time to get to 10,000 feet and uh he doesn't need it anymore. See, oh, that was my question because they were they're in a nosedive and he needs air, but then as soon as the as the plane gets level, it seems like everything's fine and everyone can breathe okay. So is that is it just the fact that they have they like they've descended to a to a level where where oxygen is not an issue? Is that the idea? That, that's right. They were coming down out of twenty thousand feet. I think they were at sixteen when the well, yeah, about between sixteen and twenty thousand feet. They had they had asked for a slow descent. So uh, then uh, Barry Nelson called the Mayday call and dove to ten thousand feet so he get down to breathable oxygen. So this is about twice as high as Denver. And, okay, so uh, he was in control the whole time. He was he was yeah. intentionally going. Okay, okay. Yeah, he was, was he was just dumping dumping altitude as fast as he can to get him down to a breathable atmosphere. So now, oh, that's nice of him. Yeah, it's the middle middle of January at ten thousand feet. It's probably chilly over uh, <laughs> over <laughs> Cleveland, but at least they can breathe. I'm like brisk. Yeah. It's probably like a big Velamins ad in there. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Peppermint patties. Yeah. <laughs> so he, <laughs> get the sensation of being in a plane that's <laughs> nose diving to ten thousand feet. And uh, and they they cut back to uh, how things are going at Lincoln. They're all just leaning in and sh- act like you're listening to the radio. <laughs> <laughs> right. Look concerned at various intervals. Well, that was that was my other question because I I'm, I haven't seen the minute right before this, but is this the first time we see them finding out that the bomb actually went off, or have uh, they cut to them? Before they have this? they have cut to them previously that they were going to do something, but this is the first time I think we're hearing post-bomb. This is the first time we go okay. back to uh, Mel's office. and uh, They seem like they should be a little more freaked out, a little more reactive. <laughs> like, yeah, the bomb actually went off. Someone tried to blow up the plane, you know, but yeah, the, their I'm, things are okay. I'm just apparently. wondering what, what, kind of, uh, what kind of radio is being carried on at 707 because right now they're somewhere between Toronto and Cleveland. And mm-hmm. the the seven they're picking up what's going on with the seven oh seven in Chicago. This is somewhere in Metro Chicago. <laughs> that's a that's quite a uh, that's quite a distance for a. I mean, I could understand yeah. if they heard the ground control people, but the uh, hearing hearing them from that far, who knows? I'm, I'm, I'll, Maybe somebody in Cleveland is holding their mic up to the <laughs> yes. <their> radio. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they're listening to. It's, uh, it's a re- careful rebroadcast. Um, but yeah, long before the days of internet radio, this is uh, this is what they did apparently. So he's got. Uh, I'm, I you know, I guess they have nothing to add, but they needed to be in the. Maybe they just needed to be in the scene because just remember that these guys are still there. Um, yeah, yeah. And Ain't uh, concerned. Uh, Dino starts th- uh, throwing switches and tells uh, Gary Collins to do something. He's telling him to get, you know, get him all the heat. Yeah. And uh, he gives uh, Barry the update about where the where the bomb blew up. In the can. Yeah, in the can. And uh, <laughs> Barry again still has something wrong with his neck where he can't turn his head more than five degrees. <laughs> and he, he can only look forward. He's like, uh, you know, <laughs> like like Otto the autopilot from. From yeah, point. just don't. It looks move. like me when I'm when I'm driving, like you know, on on icy roads or something. I'm just like very stiff and yeah. staring straight ahead, and I can't look anywhere. And yeah, yeah. I mean, the worst the worst thing is having somebody climb over the seat next to you while you're trying to maintain yeah. throttles on the you know on the engines. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, just don't watch touch your the foot. driver. Don't don't kick that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm busy now, okay? I need that. Uh, don't make me come back. Seriously, here. don't don't those seats rotate so they can get into them easily? Do yeah. they really have to yeah, climb they, over? Well, they're on they're on giant rails too. I mean, he just has to grab the back of it and oh. pull, and the whole thing will slide out. He can jump in and then mm-hmm. push push forward. That that wouldn't look nearly so dramatic, though. Yeah, no, he had to do that yeah. almost that like that Riker move of getting into a chair by swinging <laughs> your leg over. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then he tells Gary Collins, he's like, uh, hey, get back there and check out the damage. Yeah. And Gary Collins, as far as he, all he's heard is that the, that a bomb went off and there's a hole in the plane. Yeah. So, like, I'm I'm, ima- I'm trying to picture what he's imagining. Like, like yeah. you know, is part it... of the back of the plane is gone. Like, oh, go check it out. <laughs> Hold on to something. And I, I just freeze framed on that moment. And if you look at the expression on his face, he's saying, you want me to do what? <laughs> <laughs> you were just back there. Why don't you go check out the damage? Why did you have to get back here in such a hurry? What? Yeah. Aren't you a pilot? Don't you know what planes look like? <laughs> I don't get any lines, but I get to fall out of a hole in a plane. <laughs> this isn't fair. Describe, yeah, describe the hole. What do you? What did you think you saw? Uh, <laughs> it's a good. It's a good setup for. I mean, this is kind of like an act break here. It's like we're okay. Now we've had the explosion part. The next part is the figuring out what's going, what to do with, about getting the plane landed. Yeah. Um, you're, we, you're literally stabilizing after the. Uh, after the shock of the explosion, yeah, the movie is stabilizing. No, no popcorn has been sold in the past five minutes. It's just this is, <laughs> people. People didn't get. They're, they're going to hold off going to the uh, the restrooms before. You know, we'll see if this is a slower part coming up. Yeah, it is a great. I'm, I I do love the set. The set is the the best part. Is is one of the stars of this show. The idea of being yeah. able to show an entire plane and that you you're always grounded on where people are in the plane when you're watching this. You're like, are they in the back and the front? You know, you, mm-hmm. Does he? Does Dean know? I forget. Does Dean know that uh, that Gwen has been injured at this point? Uh, he's gonna ask in a uh, in I think tomorrow. He's gonna ask about finding out about Gwen because he doesn't know why. He really he never even bothered though. I mean, he never went back to see well wh- what happened to her. It was more like I got to go back to the front of the plane. Because wasn't he like that? All happened in the back, like him yeah. ducking into the bathroom and then finally pulling the thing, and we see her get we, blown back by the door and stuff. Yeah, but and does then, Dean see that? Or does he just uh, miss that somehow? I, I, I think he, well, he fell down. We saw him last week. He oh. fell, he fell down. He was getting dragged to the back of the plane, and people were grabbing him so he didn't get sucked into the hole. Oh right, right. And then as the as the pressure equalized, he got up and then he started yelling, "Get on oxygen!" And he was putting his uh, his mask on and and doing mm-hmm. that that left right left right thing up the aisle, grabbing other masks that were hanging down. Yeah, um, where we are today. But yeah, he I mean, I guess the job of a pilot is to go pilot the plane and worry, you know, figure all that stuff out later. He's he's got to get back there because they probably need two people to to work the plane and, yeah. and go have somebody else do damage control. So I guess this is right. the proper the proper move. Uh, it, this I, I've said this before, but um, the way other movies uh, there, there are certain movies like uh, My Cousin Vinny is supposed to be even though it's a comedy it's supposed to be a great way of understanding how uh, lawyers work and how a trial works. And I think this <laughs> is another, you know, even though things happen that are weird, this is kind of how, what the procedures are for handling an emergency on a plane. And a lot of uh, you know, professionals, people like pilots and air traffic controllers, they, they even well, we've had our, uh, the fellow from uh, uh, MSP airport say, even the administrators of airports, that's how you do things generally. I mean, you don't, you don't go out and try to figure out how you're going to stumble show. You have people for that. But generally, this is the way people do their jobs, or at least the way they did them in 1970. 
And, it's uh, interesting. I, like, yeah, on the show, you keep you keep asking all these professionals, and they're all like, yeah, you know, they they kind of covered it correctly in the movie. Like, they're you know basically doing what they should be doing. And you think, I don't know if I want to say especially back then, but I, I feel like they could like with this movie with like an action movie that takes place on a plane, or you know, a thriller, or a disaster movie. Like, they could have gotten away with not bothering with you know correct procedure or authenticity or something um but it seems like they really did it maybe that's a maybe that's a holdover from the research that uh that uh I, i'm blanking on the author's name arthur haley yeah yeah arthur haley yeah, yeah like maybe that's that's and that was that, up that was kind of his that was his like ocd about any kind of industry that he wrote about whether it was hotels or or uh, the, the car business building a car everything that he did in his books was just so much minutia about a particular industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this became part of it. And I, I am surprised. I mean, I've, I've read the book, uh, during, uh, I've read the book again during the course of this, uh, podcast. And there is even more minutia in the book that, you know, they go over how, what it's like getting, um, uh, stores and stuff built in the, in the terminal and how the rental property is doing about you know, <laughs> what uh, rental cars. I, honestly, I, I tried to read the book and I just gave up on it because <laughs> of things like that. There were pages and pages where nothing happened. He was just explaining things and I knew how the movie ended. So I skipped to the end and that was it. <laughs> yeah. It, it was fast. I mean, you know, it, it's like reading a book about some, you know, like a murder at Disney world and half the, book is turned over to how they get rid of the trash during the day and refill the paper cups <laughs> right. and the snack bars. But, you know, for, for certain parts of it, if you've got nothing to do and you want to read a really detailed book on how an airport works, airport is a great, uh, a great book. I mean, it's a novel that has a lot of stuff, but that was, uh, that was the error of that kind of stuff. I mean, people like Michener and um, Leon mm-hmm. Uris and those kind of folks, they kind of prided themselves on how much detail they could dump into a, an 800 page book. And I, I think they sold them by the pound, so it was, yeah, you know, it, it was required at the time to 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 come out with a book like that. Um, yeah, but uh, what a it, it it's still it's still fascinating just seeing this on the screen. I mean, I, I know you've had uh, you've had archaeologists on the Indiana Jones minute. Uh, yep. Indiana Jones is kind of like the reverse of, of all this. <laughs> right? Yeah, they basically come on and go, well, uh, "What's this guy doing?" <laughs> archaeologist what scientist i don't know yeah um so yeah it must be fun for you guys to have some authenticity with what you're doing yeah it's a it's it's a thrill watching all this and it's still you know corny as all get out but uh it's oh sure you know you can you can enjoy it at what level of popcorn you want to you want to view it at Um, yeah wow well tom thanks for starting us off with a a great uh, final week of 2016 as we're recording this it's uh Oh sure. Uh, this is a, a, a kind of an there's an interim here. This is like like we were saying earlier. This is we w- we waited for the explosion. The explosion finally happened next week, and now we're getting it set up for the final act, uh, where we've got to find out. Well, remember that 707 is still parked out there on runway two niner, and right, right. Uh, the plane is heading back to Chicago, and we've got to see where else if they can land somewhere else or if they have to. You know what what's Joe Petroni going to do? So this is all. Uh, leading up to some exciting more more drama and they'll squeeze every last drop out of the last half hour of this movie but uh thanks so much for being on and uh looking forward to looking forward to the uh the temple of doom which um if people are listening to this in the past uh (laughs) go and go and listen to the uh the temple of doom episodes at the uh, indiana jones minute um or yeah we'll be starting that uh in february so uh 
keep an ear out. Fantastic. And there's always uh, the currently operating uh, Caddyshack Minute, which is uh, a little more, That's a little right. more free form. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm having a great time. That's and the it, people who are listening seem to be having a great time, too. It, it sounds very uh, very high energy, I think, would be the way to describe it. Is. it. So, um, but uh, we do have, <laughs> thank you for bringing some of that on, on our show. Uh, if uh, folks can fi- find out uh, more about uh, the Indiana Jones Minute and uh, Caddyshack Minute by going to those respective dot-coms, uh, indianajonesminute.com and caddyshackminute.com. Uh, if you'd like to join us on social media, we're available on Twitter at Airport Minute. We're also available on Facebook, Airport Minute, and the Airport Minute Commanders Club, where people get together and chat about uh, planes tilting and falling out of the sky. Uh, you can also join us at our great big website of airportminute.com, where we have uh, previous episodes. You can also pick up some cool swag. Uh, there's interesting uh, coffee cups, and if you like the These Nuts Are Stale guy, he's out there, too. So, um, I got my shirt. Uh, and uh, very, very much appreciated, Tom. You may be our, <laughs> our poster boy for, uh, for, for those shirts. <laughs> um, but oh, it would be my honor. And our dog Rio wants one too, it sounds like. Uh, sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, please join us here for the, as the rest of the week. We're going to have another, uh, co-host of the Indiana Jones Minute on tomorrow. So, uh, we'll find out who that is, uh, on Tuesday. But join us here on, uh, what we're, oh, we are the Airport Minute. So we will see you tomorrow here on the Airport Minute. Until then, good day. Good day. And I think my wife just let the dog out. So <laughs> we'll just go from here. Yeah, I, I just came back. Sorry. Okay. You can say good day too. Good day, everybody. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. Mm-hmm.